Hey, welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. This is episode 113. Dave Longo, here we go. My guest today is Dave Longo. Dave is a freelance guitarist, producer, recording and mix engineer. Having spent the last 26 years in Sydney performing around town with various pop funk bands, duos, jazz ensembles and studio work, Dave has formed many long-standing musical relationships that have kept him working all this time. Carols in the Domain, Australian Idol, Voice Kids Australia, New South Wales School Spectacular, Weird Assembly, the Joe Macri Band, Matt McMahon, Kate Miller-Heidke and Bill Risby are just a handful of musical situations that Dave has left his mark on. Back in 2003, Dave joined the great Doug Parkinson's band and had been a mainstay in its various lineups over the years since Doug's untimely passing in March this year. Doug and Dave were also working on a new DP album. Loyalty, integrity and a staunch work ethic are the keys to Dave's longevity. If you haven't heard of the name Dave Longo, well, you have now. So ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Dave Longo. I think we're rolling. Dave Longo, welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. Mm, thank you for having me. How are you, man? Uh, I am pretty good. Good. Thanks for having me in your in your studio here. Um, you were just saying you have recently just moved. moved yes, moved from Five Doc, which yeah. was I, I really like Five Doc, but yeah. you got to move on, haven't you? Sometimes. Yeah. So, was the priority to get the studio set up and? You guys sleep on the floor and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, actually, the priorities, like we we're talking about, is to throw away a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's to get rid of stuff. Mm. Minimalism, you know, that's the way to go. Yeah, small. <laughs> it's a dream. And how are you going with that? Uh, it's it's happening, yeah. but we'll see how long it continues for. Mm. Mm. So, when you're saying you're throwing away stuff, are you throwing away? Like gear, like music stuff. <laughs> no, that's the hard I'm stuff. I'm a to hoarder. Get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other stuff. Yeah, no, I'm just throwing away the stuff that is. Uh, like, uh, we have a garage, yeah. and we we put the stuff in there, and and so basically, the rule is that if we haven't touched it for the six months, then when the cleanup comes around in six months, yep. that has to it go has to, to go. the street. Yeah. yeah, It's a new rule. Yeah. It's hard to know whether we'll enforce it or not. But <laughs> it's a dream. So you haven't had that run yet. <laughs> well, we actually we, we got a lot of a, rid of a lot of stuff at um, our previous place, thanks to many, many, many friends who turned up awesome. and wasted their time carrying useless crap onto the footpath. <laughs> <laughs> So, because I did my back in, so I had to keep calling people oh, to come man. and um, it was it was great. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. It was it was a good time. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, gigs and playing and that kind of stuff. I, I don't want to uh, focus too much on the whole COVID time because that's been talked about a lot, and 
you know, experiences are much the same. Work went away and that kind of thing, and mm. everybody found their way to to make ends meet. But yeah, maybe how's the last six months been? You know, gigs have started to come back, and um, you know, did the move interrupt too much stuff? Um, I mean, you know, I mean, it interrupted a bit, but. I, I have, you know, I mean, I, I do gigs and then I do recordings and yeah. I do mixing and stuff. So some of that stuff was able to, I had really understanding clients. So they were, well, they were cool. And so I was able to take a couple of weeks, maybe three when I did, I did, also did my back end. So there was a lot of pain associated with that, yeah. but you know, th they were really great. So, um, it's been, it's been okay. You know, I, I think as I get older, I, I always panic about work no matter what's going on, you know, with kids as I'm sure everyone does, but, um, it's been good. It's been picking up slowly and it's enough for us to survive on. So it's, it's all good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's roll back to early days now and we'll, we'll, um, talk a bit about your childhood and where you started first playing guitar and, and other instruments and just build up and, See where we go from there. So, sure. So, where are you from originally? Uh, born in Brizzy. Yep. Moved into the country. Grew up in the country, Darling Downs. Went to school in Toowoomba. Um, moved to the Gold Coast. Did drafting for a year. Went to Southern Cross Uni. Studied for three years down there. Moved to Sydney. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah, that was thanks, quick, wasn't Dave. it? <laughs> thanks, oh, well, thanks for Good coming. To, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, obviously... Yeah. Any questions about that, I suppose? Yeah, let's let's, <laughs> let's stop off along the way there. So let's um talk about your childhood and um specifically music and what music was around and sure. And then what got you into playing and okay, was cool. there a moment? Was there a you know, people talk about the Beatles moment on yeah, yeah. Ed Sullivan's yeah. show and you know, was there was there a moment like that? It was sort of a bunch of moments. It was sort of gradual. So I, I didn't come from a musical family. So okay. um, my dad played drums when he was young, but it was they they always loved music. Okay, they did love music, but I mean, um, just to give you an outline, I mean, I was listening. They would be playing Olio Anglesi, yeah. you know, um, and that's okay f for that. But it was painful for me to listen to him sing that all the time. Mm -hmm. So I. Um, in about that time. So I, I was right into Hendrix. So before that, actually, I was playing organ when I was really young. Then I got into drums. I was playing drums for about six or seven years. And and then um, so basically in the where I was living in the country, the, the music that was around, I was, it was, I was thinking about this the other day, that it was all basically a lot of country music, especially in the 70s and 80s, right? Yeah. So... I, Easily listening. I wouldn't say it was it was country country, but it was a lot of easy listening. Um, it's probably a lot of stuff from LA. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up with that in my ear, and then I suppose some key points that hit me was when in high school, you know, when I I found Queen, and um, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, just before Queen, a good friend of mine played guitar, and he put me onto Hendrix, and that was a remarkable eye-opening experience so I had a deal with my parents we'd listen to half a side of Ulio's album and then we'd put on 
Hendrix. Okay. And so that's we, the compromise. We were compromised, <laughs> and they were cool about it. I yeah. mean, we were both in pain while we had to listen to each other's music. <laughs> but in Toowoomba, you doesn't you don't have to drive very far to get somewhere. So it was there was lots of breaks in between for everyone to chill out in between, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, hearing a Hendrix solo and then going to audio. Yeah. So it was, um, but it was cool. I mean, they were really they were really great with that. And then, um, um. I really got into guitar, so I started playing in, I think, grade 10, and then um, actually something really important that happened was that I remember in grade 9 when I was playing when I was playing drums, I remember a DX7 came into the school, okay, and I remember just hitting a note on the DX7 and going, wow, that's mm. remarkable sound, so that would have been 85 or something, and I went, wow, that's the sound of production, that, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. So um, that that's... That stayed with me forever, and so there was this interest in production, but it never came into play until maybe twenty, you know, a long, lot longer afterwards. Yeah. But then I was playing guitar. It was great. I, I found Satriani, Joe Satriani. I just ripped off the whole album, and then that that really helped me launch. And you know, I mean, That's Hendrix, surf, him, surfing with Alien. Uh, just uh, flying in a blue dream. Actually, oh, okay. was my. Was, was my your one? Yep. yes okay. flying in a blue dream yes and um, um, it was pretty bold to open an album starting on the Lydian scale but anyway he did and and it was beautiful you know um, and then what happened after that uh, Hendrix him oh Van Halen was happening at the same time yeah loved the Halen you know there was that and a little bit of Ingway was in there but I never I mean it was more for his posing. You know, yes. he's, he's a great poser, yeah, yeah, yeah. a great guitar great. player, but he does look good, <laughs> yeah. especially yeah. when he's playing the drums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, which, um, and then um, what after, uh, it was, that was basically, I found, actually, I found Roy Orbison amongst that. And then I went, holy crap. So what was that's it a about? Voice. What, so it was the voice. I don't voice. know, it was just haunting. I heard it. And okay. I mean, I don't, I just heard it and I went, wow, that's truly incredible voice. Mm. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's old sounding, daggy, whatever. You know, it doesn't. For me, it, it never. I never. It, it was. It was when he released his new album, and then the Wilburys came out, okay. and then he died, and it was all happened within a month for me. And I went, wow. I found it actually quite shocking because mm. I don't know why that, but that that hit me. But it was just this beautiful sense of the lyric. It was when I think I first started hearing a lyric. You know, Van Halen. I never heard any of the lyrics, mm. and um, um, I just heard that amazing rhythm guitar playing. Mm of eddie mm. you know but when i and then there's queen you know you, when you listen to to queen all you hear is amazingly written tunes where every part is is just uh perfect on on a lot of the albums you know i mean there's some so um so sorry so with queen then was it was it the whole show that that caught you or was it brian may guitar the sound of his guitar or? well i i was a power chord fanatic back then Right. Okay, so it was you know one and five are important to me, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was quite I was actually into the Angels quite a lot for a period of time, and oh, they yeah. love that yeah. those chords, uh, and they sound great mm. playing it. Um, no, it was I mean it was such a combination of things. A kind of magic was the album I got into. Okay, okay, and there, and Highlander was out. So as a visual person, I heard Brian May playing these lines and Freddie singing over it and the whole band mm. um they're, they're remarkable you know all of them roger and and john deacon you know mm. um so yeah that that was it was just remarkable writing everything i just think it was just a combination of everything it just blew my mind 
I'm a big band person. I love bands. Yep. Like I, I, playing in a great band is like is everything for me. You know, and um, that that's got nothing to do with um, a great band is just for me. The, you know, getting the right people together. That's that not the right people. Sorry, the the great a great combination of people. Gotcha. You know, where everyone sort of feels in a way, and it and it's and um and I, I always love Huey Lewis's statement. And uh, I love them as well. He said, um, "Individually, we're not we're not really that great individually, but together as a team, we're amazing." Mm. You know, and and I and I really love the fact that you know he you know he saw that, and and they were they were amazing band yeah. for me anyway in my taste. So, mm. and um, so it was it was you know so there's quite a mixture of things popping around there, you know, yeah. and and I think in the background there's of you know that easy listening. Um, 70s music was probably still vibing out into the 80s and stuff but by then I was I was right into um, by the end of school I was still just probably transcribing a lot of shred guys but actually my next door neighbour Ross who'll probably never ever hear this but I'll say Ross Martin because if he does (laughs) so just to thank him um, he um, he he moved in next door to where we're living when we moved into Toowoomba and uh, into the the township, and um, he, we were. I was playing drums, and we were rehearsing in the ba- in in the garage, and, and he came over. Um, I think the next day, and, and knocked on the door, and and I was in my room playing, and then suddenly, Mum opened the door and said, "Oh, here's our next door neighbour, and here's this guy looking in," and uh, and he said, "Oh." I've got a, a bunch of music you should come and check out and and so I went next door and it was like um he just sort of opened my eyes up again there was like this whole line of uh, early 70s rock from Deep Purple there was a Dixie Dregs he gave me all these tapes I got like I mean I don't know it must have been 60 70 tapes he gave me over a period of six years or something it was ridiculous mm. and it was just this accumulation of stuff lots of classical music he threw my way and opened up my ears um and jazz and then he just threw a bunch of um jazz players at me and it was all varied Mm. there was you know from Wes it was the early 50s 60s um Burrell Pass Joe Pass and all those guys and then on top of that there was there was um um I'm just trying to think the trumpet player he, he, it was everything. It, was just, it wasn't just guitar playing. It was everyone. It was yeah, yeah. But he, he got at me. He knew he could weaken me by showing me some power chords. And then he got me into some more harmony. He weakened me more and then gave me some piano plays, some horn plays. Yeah. And then I found Coltrane yeah. and then Miles and, you know, all, you know, so much great music. You can't say that there's just one. But but I, I was very lucky. He, he He threw a lot of stuff at me. And the dregs... He threw the dregs at me, which was they were remarkable, and mm. especially in you know the early days. Well, I think they only ever had early days, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> so. um, when I was when I was living in New Zealand, one uh, I used to live about an hour and a half north of Wellington, and when there was a a drum clinic or something like that, it would be in Wellington, so we'd have to travel over the hill. Mm. And one of the clinics I saw was Rod Morgenstein <gasps> from Dixie Dregs. Ah, yeah. He had the big blue premier kit, left-handed. Yep. Yeah. Just just a phenomenal player. It was great. I didn't know much about him. I'd seen him a lot in modern drummer magazines because he'd always be the, you know, the, the picture of premier drums. Yeah. And, and um, 
When, what year was that? That would have been, I reckon, 92 or 93. Was, okay, wow. Would have been around that time because I moved here in 94. Gotcha. Yeah. It must have been about 92. That's when I, I think I was here in 95. Okay. End of 94, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that, and actually, Premier Drums, they had their turn in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Being a drummer, I always wanted one. My teacher had one of those. And, Your uh, Virgil was the Aussie guy, was wasn't he? Was he using Premier, was he? I think he? so, yeah, for a while. Oh, that was an amazing concert. I saw Chain Reaction concert, okay. which was, was that 89? And I remember the only concerts I'd been to was Satriani Live, which was remarkable. Mm. And um, was it actually the only... It was a time when you had to, when you went to a concert and you had to, had <laughs> my belt with, I think I was 16 and I had my belt with studs on it and you had to, t you had to actually take it in and everyone had to give in all their belts and stuff in Brisbane. Really? So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it was dangerous <laughs> weapon. Yeah. And I, so, so you could still drink out of a glass? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was very funny. I mean, but I don't know why they did it, but it was, yeah, right. I, I, it was actually a great experience cause my mate and I went and. My mum dropped me off, and I went, "Holy shit! I'm this is this is real life. We're doing it. This is great." Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, that was a great. That was the Farnham was just that was remarkable, and that was with when Jack Jones' Southern Sons were yeah. happening. Yeah, and um, yeah, just such a great concert. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, your your last name Longo. So what's the what's the line of what what nationalities longo is that well i should say sicilian sicilian yeah. yes and obviously italian but okay. sicilians like to be their okay. own group of people okay so right. also sicilian okay cool. <laughs> yeah Ned, were your mother, mother and father born yeah my dad was born there okay. yeah he came out when he was about 23 and my mum's from england and she came out when she was about 17 okay and her dad was in the army and they came out right so what know. did they what did they do what was their well, um, my well, mum was when she was here. She was a ticket writer, and so she used to, you know, well, um, the signs for like Myers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. And um, uh, her mum was a nurse. Dad was in the army, but they he left early on when they came here. And um, and my dad, you know, he he came out and brought his family out as he does, you know. Immigrants that come out here, work for a few years, mm -hmm. then pay for the ticket to get the rest of the family out. And that's sort of what he did. And they, they went to Brisbane. Okay. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. My dad's amazingly um, uh, uh, how, how do I describe him? He, he's quite remarkable, but he, he's a very stubborn in some ways, which is really, really great if you want to succeed at things. Not so great. If you you know if you want to um, maybe have relationships with with that um, because you know I mean you stick to your ways but um, I'm very thankful for for that he's he's great and we we've got a great relationship so I'm very thankful for that um, all uh, just seeing uh, how he how persistent he was you know uh, coming here and and you know not speaking English. Okay. You know, turning up here and then as lots of them didn't, you know, and I suppose still today, mm. you know, but it, it was, it was, a, it was, it was a bit different then. Um, but, you know, I, mean, I suppose all hard times are all the time for, yep. depends on what part of the world you live in. Yep. But I mean, but just seeing his story, I'll relate to that, you know, and yep. he's, and he was stubborn that, that he didn't, 
he he uh, he never said no. He never said that could, could bring him down, mm. and that and that was cool. I think that was that really benefited me, especially in the music industry. Mm. And even even today. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I, I love him even more than I did. You know, I mean, we always graded a bang. We always banged heads. No, what I what I meant was sorry. Um, you know that. Yeah, it sounds like you've got your work ethic from that. Yes, mm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a high level of integrity as well. Okay. And I, yeah, that's I, that's really really important to me because it makes communication really easy. Yeah. And that way, if communication's easy, um, that's not to say I'm a great communicator, <laughs> but if communication's really easy, that way that way you can actually. Um, deal with your clients or other people yeah. and make sure you you can perform or give the best that you can give mm. you know because you have an agreement with everyone you, you work with mm. and um if things you know when things don't happen it's normally because some sort of agreements broken down you know where you've you thought someone might do something and they haven't done that or you know the usual mm. so for me it was um it's much it's it's really helped me out especially in the last 10 years as i've grown up and become a big boy and with a family and everything you know that those those lessons that i never learned very effectively growing up um i've learned now just due to to life as everyone lives yep. and then realizing oh yeah dad you know it, some great words of wisdom from him all the time and how he lived his life so and is living his life might i say so yeah yeah they're up in queensland great so and let's not leave my mum out she's she's amazing and yep. uh yeah and that's yeah i don't want to keep talking about my parents we should uh well, I asked. Oh, well, that's true. You did ask. <laughs> All right, I'm well, kind, of, <laughs> kind of getting to something too. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, work out how you, how you've gotten to to the way you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whole, I mean, that's thing. that's part of it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Dad always wanted me to um to follow him. He's a stonemason. Okay. And in the building trade, and also had his builder's license. So stonemason, that's a tough. Yeah, job. man, he's he's a lot shorter because of it. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, my God, I mean, you'd have to get some sort of diamond saw to cut through his shoulders. It's yeah, it is intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't obviously got that physique, um, but I did grow up doing working with him a lot. You yep. know, so um, growing up. It did suck a bit because I never felt like I had any free time. Okay. But um, realizing that even though my kids play video games most day and they still think they don't have any free time, so <laughs> who the hell my, knows? My girls are exactly the same. <laughs> they come in a bit and about this. It's funny because what time is it now? So it's at six thirty on a Sunday. So my youngest daughter right now, she'll be starting to get upset because it's school tomorrow. And we had a family outing this afternoon, which took away from it because they're only allowed screen time from a certain time of Same day. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that we went out and they were told to leave their iPads at home, um, she's probably complaining to my wife right now that <laughs> it's not fair that we got to go out as a family today because it's cutting into her screen time because she's yeah, still in school tomorrow. So. That's a complaint here too. <laughs> I don't know a way around it. No, we just got to manage it, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I do know way. We we just normally, uh, you know, I just normally say, "Oh, it's gone," and then um, we have some tantrums, and then we play ball, and everything's fine. Yeah. Interesting enough, on that, I've I've found that we because my kids are big Minecrafters. So am I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't understand the game, and it makes me feel sick when I look at the screen. But I get that they really dig it, and that's cool. But 
playing on devices, they, they turn into... Yeah. They don't turn into the greatest creatures. They, they're, they're very... <laughs> yes. And so what we found is we, we've taken it away lately and because yeah. uh, they only get it on the weekend, but we took it away yesterday and, boy, what a difference. Yeah. They, they took a little... You know, they were a bit, a bit annoyed, obviously. Yeah. But we did other things and they were very, very, very happy. Mm. So were we. Yeah, that's great. Which is why I'm still smiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my daughters, they had some uh, like Samsung type tablets and um, we recently upgraded both, like they were getting quite old. We've upgraded them to sort of the uh, Apple iPads. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by Apple. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but the great thing about that is the the screen time function and the family sharing. Oh, right. Because I got all the control. I see, I don't know anything about that. Really? Yeah, I mean, maybe I should. I just, yeah, I'm a bit old school. I'll, I said, get you. off now. Yeah. Well, if they to. do it, if they do it, then that's good. But sometimes you can, you know, I've got a fussy eater. Ah. So I go, look, if you don't eat that, turning your screen time off. Bang. She rips it. She rips it. You see, I'm worried. So you can turn it off while they're playing it. Yeah. So the problem with that for me is that. I'm worried my youngest son will then throw the iPad on the floor. And yeah, so <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, well, I've never actually done, like there's a, there's a warning system. Oh. Yeah. You're going to have to show me this. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll write it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you? Yeah. yeah. But it works, man. It, it's such a powerful thing now because, yeah. And then, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then every time, every, every now and then, say if we've got some friends over and they bring their kids. We've got the option to kind of extend the screen time if we want to. Yeah, yeah, but They gotcha. have to earn it. So yes. it's, a, it's a reward system almost, you know, and it works really good. What do you do for rewards? Let them have more screen time. No, no, I mean, sorry, what do you do? What 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 do they have to do? So do they have to like pack the dishwasher? Do they yeah, have just to? chores or, or just be nice. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> be nice to each other for <laughs> yeah, the yeah. next hour and, you know, don't antagonize each other. And <laughs> Wow. It, it works. It works really well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, now your musical education. Let's let's um yes. roll back to like your first your first teachers or or did you start were you self taught to start with? Um yeah, um yeah, so I had um I had obviously had an organ teacher. Okay. And I you know, I, I don't remember much about that. I remember going there. Um, and I, my drum teacher, I remember my drum teacher, I can't remember his name, mm -hmm. but I, was, I just found his book the other day, actually. I just, oh, great. and it's really, it was really cool. I, there was some early, I think the first song was a harder rock and roll, actually, Huey Lewis. Second song was Choir Girl, Cold Chisel. Chisel, yep. Yeah. And, um, geez, that's 70 stuff, so yeah. amazing. And, um, yeah, yeah. So th that was, that was great. I, I used to. That that was cool. I can still remember how it smelled walking into his room, as you do. You know, when you're young, you yeah. know, because he was an avid smoker. Yeah, he he okay. he liked the cigarettes, so the whole room stunk of it. But he was cool. He he was super cool. And then um, um, after that, I I did a uh, a, a great gig when I was playing. I was I was I, I still can't believe my parents let me, but I was, I think it was, uh, twelve, and my parents let me go off with this guy who they'd just met who was I was started hanging out with who's a guitar player and I played drums and he was an older cat and um, I used to go over there for, and I don't even know how I met him I think it was through a friend and then he said oh why don't you come to a gig and we're doing a gig and he had a trio 
And one day he just came and picked me up and said, sure, no worries, have him back later. I, I still have, I have to ask my mum how this all went down, but it seems bizarre because my parents were pretty protective, but to leave me just head off with some dude. And we went into God knows somethingville and we ended up in the middle of a panic, a paddock somewhere and it was the back of a truck. It was fantastic, you know. They, they were playing on the back of a truck, so I think I was 12 and I, I got up there and played some tracks playing drums, you know, got my mind set on you, stuff like that, mm. you know, whatever was happening at the point. And that was amazing. That was really amazing time. Yeah. And um that that was that was that was a good moment. Yeah. So there was that. Yeah. 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 I had a very similar experience than that. When I was first started playing drums, there was a there was a guy in my town. I think we were me and my dad were in a local record shop. Remember those? Yes, I, I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, and this guy came in and dad kind of knew him and he'd seen he'd seen me because I, I used to play in my, like jam with my dad. I think we might have played like a um, like a set in like a town um, town festival. Yeah. And I think he saw me play and he asked my dad in the record store, hey, can your son come and, you know, jam with us? I'll come and pick him up in my my, you know, HQ Holden um, Ute yeah. with a pile of drums on the back. And that's basically what happened. Dad went, yeah, okay, cool. So he, he he rocked up in the Ute one day and we loaded my drums in the back and I was sitting on the back of the Ute and just waved to mum and dad to this guy I'd, I'd only just met. <laughs> and off we went. We went to the same, the same sort of thing. We went out to a farm though yeah. in a barn and practised out there and, yeah. yeah. It's it, really it's, remarkable, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. there's... I remember, and to oppose that, mm. we were in, I was just moved to Sydney and I was living in Meadowbank and my sister came to visit and uh, she was probably about 28 and she's walking up the street and a guy in a ute chases her up the street mm. on the footpath and she's running and drives a car right in front of her Fuck. and stops her and she has to jump the bonnet right did get by him and he jumps out and runs after her. and i'm in my unit and i hear these screams and i know it was my sister and i run out she's up and and i'm running out and this car speeds off so Far and he he didn't the, the police came around and he'd been picking up women and raping them for the last two weeks Fuck. so i mean it's just it's yeah i'm 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 holding the f's back yeah, yeah, you, you can't swear. To... I can't. I, I can say. Well, you, yeah. I just swore twice. Did you? I I didn't hear it. I no, hear no, it when no. I say it. You get the little e square thing when it comes out, like oh. the explicit, just in case we drop some f bombs and. Ah, cool, yeah. cool. It, well, it's pretty fucked up, isn't it? It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the fact um, that you were holding that shit back for the last yeah half an hour—that's pretty fucked. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Forget my sister. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Now I feel much more relaxed. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I mean it's yeah. it's it is an life's a yeah an interesting journey, and I just think, man, I don't know how with my kids. How old are mm. your kids? My kids are nine and twelve. Wow, mm. mine's just about turned nine and twelve. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a different yeah. I, I don't. It I is a different world completely. Yes, yeah. but it is interesting that we both went out there, and I, and I find it very yeah. My my parents were super cool with that, mm. you know. But yeah, so that that was that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, first guitar teacher. First guitar teacher. We, we was uh, at a guitar center in Toowoomba, okay. and uh, we just learnt how to 
sort of read in that first year. Mm. Um, just basically, and I wasn't very good at it. I was just average. Um, and then the next year is when it sort of took off because I found Hendrix and a friend play, you know. Um, and so I, and then, um, and then um, I've told a few friends this story, mm. but someone told me I was really shithouse. So obviously I had my dad's, well, I, I'd never die. You can't tell me that I'm shithouse. I'm going to show you. And so I did. So I just, then I pulled out Satriani and transcribed the whole album. And then a year later I was just playing it all. Because I thought, well, and I wasn't enjoying school and I didn't do music at school. Mm. So, and then in between that, I had a guy who was writing to Vinnie Moore. It's Vinnie Moore, isn't it? Could I play? Yeah. Oh, it's been so long. Gary Moore. No, it's not Gary Moore. Vinnie. Oh. The Shredder. Shredder. Oh. Uh, Vinnie. Is it Vinnie Moore? God, I, sorry, Vinnie. Uh, not sure. He's a Shredder anyway. Okay. I, um, anyway, he um, uh, he he was got right into him, so I wanted to learn about modes. Okay, so I went to him and I didn't really learn about modes. And then, um, but I, I learned a little bit, and and uh, th that was that was that was that was great. But I mm. was I was going for it. There's nothing that was going to stop me after someone said that I was crap and couldn't do it. You know, it was that. Um, I think I was just also super bored. I didn't have anything else in my life that I could reach for, so I went for that. And I thought, well, well, this is the what you, this is the all I've got. And you said I'm shit at it. <laughs> well, we'll see. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool because you know it was, it was really cool because I really got into it. And then we went and we did battle the bands and stuff in the band and yeah, yeah, you know. Um, um, so and so had a teacher, had a couple of teachers that showed me some things um, with that. And and then, I, you know, basically transcription was my friend, you know, and I think everyone's friend, you know. What was the level of your transcription? Were you um, actually writing the notes? Sometimes, and, yes. Okay. A lot of it was or done. was it a hybrid type Yeah, thing? it was a bit hybrid. Okay. Yeah, I shouldn't probably say transcription because I wasn't writing a lot of stuff. But well, I was sorry to chop it down then. Yes, yeah. You're saying hybrid. Yeah, that's it. You're, you're, yeah, not yeah. That, you're not that flash <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I never was. But, 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 um, yeah, so I, I wrote some of the stuff done down and, um, and a lot of it, you know, obviously just memorized it and stuff, mm. you know, um, because it slowed me down writing it down you know okay but yeah so that that was great that was that was a great lesson you know i learned a lot mm. and um um and also doing a lot of van halen you know i mean that's just the rhythm playing of those two dudes you know is remarkable yeah it's so amazingly together and yep. it's remarkable and then you got hendrix i mean which is remarkable again in a different way you know mm. and um it was it was yeah that was cool and then you got brian you know Brian May, and uh, oh, is that what? I never want to ever really meet any of my idols, but um, but I wouldn't mind meeting Brian. Mm. I think, but I part of me, if he was walk, you know, yeah, I met Jeff Beck once. Did you? Yeah. Can I just? Cool. I've got a, I've got a note on in my list here. Of have you ever met your heroes, and how was that experience? Oh, okay. No. Okay. Because you know how they talk about never meet your heroes. Yes, I I reckon that's a um, good idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask if you yeah if you had an experience like that where you no. may have. So what was Jeff Beck like? Jeff was that that was pretty amazing. What was more amazing and super embarrassing, which I have to say, because I don't really care, is that I didn't know it was Jeff Beck at the time. <laughs> okay, so I had transcribed heaps of Jeff Beck, mm -hmm. and saw saw him right, but for some reason. 
I and it's just seems stupid. I when I met him, I knew it was Jeff Beck, but I second guessed myself because I didn't stare at pictures of Jeff Beck. Okay. Had it been any of the other guys, because I had pictures of them growing up. Yeah. But I came to Beck later and and did um uh what's not Chop Shop, uh what's the great album eighty eight with Bozio on it? Oh god, uh, god, god. I mean obviously there's people probably yelling at us. Well, <laughs> Two of my friends who are going to listen to this be yelling at me regards. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, that album, Guitar Shop. Okay. It's a guitar shop. Yeah. yeah um, so I, later on, I picked up that. And I, was, I mean, I'm a, I love him. I love him to death, right? So it's it's super stupid and embarrassing and silly that, that when he came in, I doubted who it was. <laughs> but I, for some reason, I, we met and it was amazing. And I was cautious though. I was super cautious because I didn't want to. I should have just said, "Hey, hey, Jeff, how you going?" But I, but I didn't because I was worried. I, I actually thought, "Is this this is great? You ready? It's either Jeff Beck or Ronnie Wood." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. the haircut, totally. the yeah. haircut thing. Yeah, I went, and 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 I mean, obviously, there's <laughs> going to be some head slapping to do. You know, a couple of my friends might might listen to this. They're going to slap their heads over this one. But um, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and you know, but when I met him, it was uh, you know, it was. It took me a little while to get over the fact that I didn't hang out with him more. And he was great. He he came down, and he was hanging out at a gig we were doing. And mm. as I walked out, I didn't know he was there. And it was it was it was like a jazz gig. And it was a trio, and we we just playing as we were doing having a great time we left and this hand came out and just pulled me in and there was these two people sitting there and one was the manager and one was jeff and he says you know man you guys sounded great fantastic you know sit down you know and we chatted a little bit and he said well we just, and i said oh where have you been <laughs> and he said oh the opera house you know oh, yeah. so um i don't think he talks like that but anyway um <laughs> the opera house and so and he said are you guys here tomorrow at night we want to come down i said oh no, I want to be, you know, um, and uh, and then we we toddled off, you know. But it was, oh man, I should have, I should have uh, hammered that a bit more. But he, yeah, he was, he, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I love him yeah. more and more today. Actually, I was checking him out last week again. Okay. And I just go, you know, is it a, just a, you, you can have so many, just a couple of notes with so much, so many textural ways and emotional ways of playing, you know. So, um, but anyway, there you are. That's that's a pretty. That's okay, isn't it? Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Man. And it's really, it's a it's a good story with stupidity involved. Yeah. You know, lots of second guessing. Yeah. Everything you want, isn't it? <laughs> Everything you, <laughs> you want. want. It's a perfect story. Yeah, yeah. And I'll compress it, put it in a little box. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe some interlude music behind. Oh, or, could you? I could, yeah. but I probably won't. <laughs> you probably won't. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's he he he's the other one. Um. I met Steve Tyler once. Uh-huh. He turned up the same what gig, was he actually. Like? Was he man, we didn't. Larger than I didn't life? hang out with him. Man, it was it was it was beautiful. I got to okay. say, in my mind, it was beautiful okay. because um, I was into pump at school mm-hmm. in the in the eighties because a mate got me in and um and um you know Janie's got a gun and all that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um and um <laughs> I just remembered the picture from that point. You know how he had the jeans and it was all cut up and and he had bobby pins on it and stuff and he was fucking his hair it's just he he and um and i look up and we're just playing in the trio in in a in a place i don't want to plug them but it was a place underneath and and we we're just playing sort of some jazz tunes and popular tunes and suddenly mm. 
he's there like, I mean, two meters away, mm. right? Just sitting against the wall. I look up and I, I literally, I, this, I, I don't, I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe what was standing there. And I thought it was a cardboard cutout. <laughs> he was perfectly <laughs> posed. He was remarkably looking. Everything was perfect. I mean, it was like he's, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I looked up and I went, oh my God. And then I looked over and just beside him, suddenly two or three blonde ladies came out and started dancing. And I felt like I was on some stupid video clip. Mm. And it was, and I found out later, basically, they're just, there's a, when they, these cats come to town, they hire, there's a PR firm or whoever that hire that follows them around and they take people around that, and they had a, these girls who come around and dance and wherever he is. Mm. No, it was bizarre. It was a yeah, bizarre yeah. situation. But it was amazing. He came over and, and I was looking at him and I was trying to get him to have a sing. Of course he's not, but look, I, I could not let it. Yeah. Go by. I thought, well, let's let's pull out. Jane's got a gun here. Yeah. But anyway, in a jazz chair. <laughs> yeah. But he he was there, and he came over and gave us a hug and said, "Beautiful." And it was it was cool. I mean, like that's bizarre. It was more bizarre. It was more funny and great just because it's it was so wrong. Yeah. It was so wrong in the yeah. situation. Yeah. You know, we were just playing. I don't know, satin doll or some traditional jazz tune from the thirties, forties, and mm. and there he is. Yeah. Did you did. Was Aerosmith in town? Did you know they were here? No. Right. So did you at any no. stage go, is that? No. No, no, I had no idea. Mm. No, I, I hardly read the paper and yep. yeah, yeah. Um, I had no idea. Okay. It, but it, it, was, it, it, was, it was beautiful just because it was so unexpected. I love that, mm. you know. So, I mean, I always wanted to, to meet John Schofield. Rise a Hero. And I, I, I was thinking about that for about eight, eight years. And then I realized, no, no, I don't want to meet him. You know, um, just because why? Who, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I love his playing and mm. I love lots of people. So that's just one example because I was into him for a long time. Mm. But, um, and um, what, why? You know, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I've met Stephen. Why would I want to meet, you know? I mean, like, yeah, and, you know, but that was before I met Stephen anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but when I met, you know, Stephen, he's, he's spoiled for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, it was cool. It was yeah. super cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, let's talk about your move to Sydney. Yeah. And uh what was the what was the reason for that? To, to uh, chase your music dream? Yeah, I was gonna move to LA. Okay. Or move here. Okay. And either one was possible. It's just that um obviously um I think what is I was about twenty two or something. So, you know, I mean obviously um I thought I could do anything, mm -hmm. um, which was cool. Um but I decided to come here because I think it was cheaper and I thought, well, it must be happening. I wanted to go to GIT, um, but I ended up going to Lismore and studying up there for three years and that was really fantastic. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and that opened my eyes up to so many different styles. Mm. And so I think that I just moved to Sydney because I, I went there because I knew someone. Okay. And that was just an easier place to go, mm. you know, and, um, and so I, I went there and and it was it was it was good. I I I knew someone, but I, I said like my dad. I always have to, I, you know, it's I always have to sort of slightly do it the harder way, you know. So yeah. I went and did some auditions and some, and that was that was some funny experiences. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I sort of suddenly I um, I I did an audition, and there was a bunch of people there, and they were all 
really very very fine players it just happened to be that everyone turned up to the same audition mm -hmm. at a drum media it was really bizarre yeah and then suddenly bang everything opened up right you know what i mean because like yeah because no one really knew each other and there was yep. four different people there and there were four really beautiful players you know and we're all sort of young and so suddenly the networking began you know and um and that was that was super that was super cool because basically that just led to my long term relationships that I have with people today, mm. you know, which everyone gets, yep. you know, um, and so that that was that was that was beautiful. So if I have to say anything, when I moved to to, to, to town, I started teaching. I just went around to lots of schools because okay. I I wasn't a, I couldn't ever hop on the doll. It was I was told that you don't hop on the dole by yep. my dad right yep. so, and so yeah yeah so all i did was i went around to schools got as much teaching as i can mm -hmm. um and i was out at blacktown living at Doonside, mm -hmm. and um that was cool i liked it it was really shitty out there and i love shit i think that's yep. why i wanted to move to la okay because <laughs> shit shit i just yeah. i like shit yep. right and um and um not that la is shitty but it has that thing of that in my head and a lot of movies i grew up on mm -hmm. were based in california yeah and I think there was, you know, what you grow up on, you sometimes just lust for, you know. Yeah. And um, San Francisco, love San Francisco when mm. I finally got there. But anyway, yeah, so um, I taught, got some jobs, and then I bumped into these guys. And then I started working more and mm. basically, you know, it just grows and, and grows and all that. Mm. Yeah, so um, th that, was, that was cool. That's, I don't think I've missed anything. I don't think so. No. Only names. But that's when yes. it gets tricky. So well, I'm you, not going to ask you to name everybody. You know, every, I, I don't know. I'm just not into the, the name thing. I mean, because cool. everyone knows names. That's it. Yeah, that's I just, it. just a load of shit to me. <laughs> you know, so, I, yeah, I just sort of say, like, met some, you know, and they, and they were, and they know who they are. Yeah. 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 Well, they know who they are, and it was Stefan Schaefer. He knows who he is, I'm pretty sure. Dave Plenty was there on drums. Good old Dave, um, which I haven't seen for a very long time. And then somehow I met Merv and Sequera. And then Mervyn introduced me to Dave Weir, and then, which I have a long relationship with. Thank you, Dave. Created a lot of work for me. And then I met Gordo on one of Dave Weir's gigs and Gordon McMaster, so you know. And we uh, are great mates. And he got me on Idol and heaps of other shows, which I'm eternally grateful for. Uh, it has opened up another world of people to work with, um, which was quite amazing. And, you know, we just, we just love playing together. We do lots of different bands and and recordings together to this day and then he he's he um introduced me to doug parkinson you know you should come and and meet and have a jam with we're, we're, we're going to do an album and so that's how that came into play um but he's also amazing at helping me move He's helped me move the last two places, more so on the, the previous place. He didn't work as hard on this place. To be fair, I didn't ask him because I felt that he'd done so much work previously. He he came in and worked hard for at least two days straight. And um, I hadn't hurt my back then, He was, but I took full advantage of him. 
he was he's a machine absolute machine he's a machine on the drums but if anyone needs their house cleaned or if you're moving and you need stuff packed or just ripped out of the socket stuff just moved quickly he's the guy he's he is a machine from the future that has been brought back to now and he's he's amazing not only is his drumming incredible but his house moving service which is reliable fairly priced and he is so quick at it i'd highly recommend him on either or both at the same time and throw in the gags the non-stop gags he's got quite a repertoire there and he's got different topics too his gags you can choose topics with him which is also amazingly useful when you're moving house and also on gigs depending on who you're playing with or depending on which house you're moving highly recommended he's incredible and I also played in a trio setting for a very long time, maybe five to eight years with Sarah Highland, a beautiful singer. And we just do um, just standards around town with Matt Grubner for a while. And then Brett Hurst joined for until our demise and Sarah left. Um, and that was beautiful. I I had a, it was a great opportunity to play with both both them and Sarah and it was in a trio format and yeah you have to learn to play pretty tough in some of the environments we're in and and it was great fun yeah I miss that trio a lot I also uh, Matt used to Matt McMahon used to fill in for a bit even though Brett was playing bass just get Matt on piano he could uh, withstand the environment that we often found ourselves in and made it a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, obviously playing with piano and guitar, which which I love a lot. It's uh, You've got to be really listening there. And I learned so much playing with Matt and uh, also Bill Risby when he'd fill in or when I got an opportunity to play with him in... Um, lots of different environments yeah incredible um now you are deep into production recording mixing yes um, that kind of thing when you, you spoke earlier about you know touching that dx7 and yeah having something turn on then um when did you start uh focusing a little bit more on production and when did it start becoming a thing well, I, I think it's because I used to, to do a lot of work with singer-songwriters. Okay. And, there was, and I, I just seemed to get that work just because there was a lot of acoustic duos around mm-hmm. in the late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000. And so I worked a lot around the cross doing duos and stuff. And, the, and so I met a lot of people who, who I'd, then, I'd go and do sessions, mm-hmm. recordings for, mm-hmm. and lots of demo work. Yep. And then some of that stuck. And then I saw people doing it. And, and, and then I still wanted to be... I still wanted to be a great jazz guitar player. Um, I loved many things. Um, and I just, I, I got stuck on that for a while, which was absolutely fantastic because it's a beautiful thing and I love it to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then as things, I, I just always wanted many things. Okay. So, um, and so, and the production got m- m- busier because it was another way. Eve, I loved it. I, I actually, ten, I actually only like doing one job. 
In fact, if I could just play guitar, I would just play guitar. Yep. Um, but as it is in, in the world we are in, is that that job is... I mean, maybe some... I'm sure some people can make that work. I, 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 I can't. Yep. Um, so I... I opened up a bit and it grew. You know, it took me ages. I'm not, it took me ages to understand it and learn it more, to, to get better at it, to get it at a, a decent level. Let me put it that way anyway, a, de- a decent level. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then bang, that's, but it, it, I only ever thought about the DX7 thing in mm. the, the, the couple of years because I really realized it was, it just, it popped into my head. As soon as I hit it, mm. I knew that's the sound that I really loved, you know, you know. So there you are, yeah. If I had two bucks in my wallet. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode of the podcast. As you know, the Gig Life Podcast is free. You don't have to pay anything ever. But if you find the value in the Gig Life Podcast, you can donate or leave a tip. Go to thegiglifepodcast.com, click on that donate button, and give as little or as much as you like, and just know that anything you give will go back into creating great content for this podcast. All right, back to the episode. What was some of the earlier um, recording systems you're working on? This is oh right. Um, I think I had a version of Logic. Okay. Okay, and that was on a on a PC, and then you know, and I, I look. I've got some really good friends who let me work on their albums, and under some trying circumstances. And I'm very thankful for that because I learned a lot, and they, you know, I put them through hell. And um, lots of rooms without air conditioning and us sweating through some pretty serious times in a little flat, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but it was cool. It was I, I, I learned a lot. So there was Logic in that period of time. And I've always stayed with Logic, but I use Pro Tools all the time, probably mixing Pro Tools now. Okay. You know, both actually. I'm doing a couple of, you know, there's a couple of projects I'm doing. Well, two of them in Logic, two of them in Pro Tools. Is yeah. that your preference or are, is it a sharing thing? Because, you know, can, you can share... Logic projects with it's whatever with they artists, give me. Whatever they give yeah, me. I don't. I don't really care. I used yep. to care. Um, okay. but what I but what I've realised is that now that I've become being able to use both of them yep. in a very average manner, that um, it's 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 more about workflow. It's about how I can obtain what I need to obtain yep. as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm a bit of a, I like to spend a bit of time on stuff. Yeah, but but I'm kicking that shit out of myself mm. because a there's no time. Mm-hmm. And um, as we were talking about earlier, you know, we got kids, yeah. um, and they 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 are at my life. So, and I love doing what I do. I love music to death, um, but um, I I have to make sure that uh, that that uh, I'm there with for my kids and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting. I I've it's been a thing where. I'm kicking that idea of spending a lot of time on something out. Like I love things to sound fantastic, but I realize within that process, uh, I just need to cut off the fat. So every day is cutting off the fat, cutting off the fat, cutting off the fat, you know. Um, and I think with anything, you know, the better you get at it, the better you get at it. The, the, sorry, the more time you spend on it, the better you get. And so you're able to, to trim it down, you know. Yeah. And, and it's always it's been, always been sort of difficult for me because, you know, um, I work so long on my guitar playing, you know, and there's other aspects. So, you know, when you take up something a bit new and even though you can hear things, you don't, you, you, it's, it's like studying a new thing again. It's like I have to learn this new mm. way of doing something. It's like a new trade. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so um, it's, uh, but it's, it's been uh, amazingly frustrating and amazingly great. You know, and uh, every three weeks, I want to give it up. And then at least one hour out of every three years, I think I'm the greatest mixer in the world. And, that, that, and then it's gone. Yeah. I've going got a friend, yeah, I've got a friend who I ring and, and okay. we, we uh, I text him and say, I'm the greatest mixer. And we laugh and then an hour later, it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Does that um, system you have... Uh, go back to the old sort of way when you're working on your own music. Uh, it's a different process. That uh, you mean, like being quick and being that? quick and cut, cutting fat, or uh, do you yes, really? Yes, I write really quick. Okay. Like I okay. have a in I have a uh, in my own life have a history of never finishing stuff. Okay, so um, I have. Like I'm just finishing off this a lovely blues album I did with a good friend, um, uh, Liza Allback, and we um, I'm mentioning her name because um, I want her to know that if she ever listens to this, which she may or may not, that I am doing it. I am going to finish it off. <laughs> no, I'm going yeah. to get that done. You have to now because it's on record. I know yeah. I have to, but, but by the way, I, I, look, I can just ignore it. I'm never on Facebook, so okay. I could just completely ignore it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm i saying that because I need to have it done because we both did, uh, we, we, we're very happy with what we have. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then there's there's lots of, al- there's a few albums I've never released that I did. Um just due to that thing of like, I never felt complete with it. And I've look, I've got hard drives full of tunes mm-hmm. that have been recorded and not done stuff. So I'm trying to work in and get that done because I, I mean, I, I keep chatting with my my wife Maureen about it. we. I said, you know, I don't want to be gasping for air and in going, I didn't get that done. The yeah. things that were being expressive and creative yeah, yeah you know yeah so um um i love working and playing with other people I, I i love everything i say yes to i really enjoy most of it i love an aspect of it right so i don't say yes unless i want to do it on some level um and if i say yes and it doesn't turn out to be fun then i know for next time mm. but i always it has to be a hundred percent i have to no matter what once i've said yes it's it's done, you know, mm. and I have to be as, as great as I can be for those people that I'm working with. Yeah, great. So it doesn't matter what I do. I'm, I'm like, if I go, go, might do a club show and I, and I go out and work um, with some great friends of mine and it's a really great band. Now it's a really great band from my perspective because we can create music and it's a great, and I get out, I go out and we, I read music, just turn up and read music and back to acts and stuff. And for me, I really love that aspect is mm. because I I always love the concept of being a session musician, right? And so that really allows me to exercise those chops with a bunch of people who are far better than me, yeah, right? And so I get to play with them and I, I, I'm like, I'm going, for me, it doesn't matter who I'm backing. It could be a bunch of kazoos, you know, kazoo players or whatever. Mm. I, I get to, and there's a real art in, in being able to do that. Yeah. And that's the only opportunity I get. So I never like say no, you know. Um, so I, I'm doing a school show at the moment. So like I got rung up just to go and play back for, at a school, yeah. you know, it's just some school kids singing, whatever. Mm. Um, and um, 
and that's that's cool and but it's i i love it because i i go well i have to earn a living sure but at the same time i i look at well how i'm going in there what is it okay well it happened to be the music of queen sure it's not going to be done necessarily how i'd envision getting it done but it's still i get a chance to check out queen again and and hear stuff i hadn't heard before yeah yeah so so for me everything is like that adventure and and getting new and if i don't want to i, I won't go there because if i know if i can't do a great job or commit to doing it then i i can't you won't do it, yeah. i can't do it but uh yeah i really i really pulled away from completing my album didn't mm. I? I moved on from that. I didn't. No, no, it's all. I didn't finish. No, no, it's that's all good. I'm, I'm bringing it back anyway. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. I was going to say was, um, so with your your stuff that you've, you know, I'm sure you put the time in. Yes, at that I do. Point of time to re- to record it, and it's got it on hard drives and stuff. If you've ever thought, you know, to be able to eventually get that stuff out there to sort of push it on to somebody else to work on a little bit. That's a great. You know what? God damn it! I can't answer that because that's a really. Yeah, I've got issues, and I have to leave it there. I mean, you're absolutely yes, yeah. absolutely yeah. Mm. I've often wanted to partner with, um, and I do. I've got some friends who are mix engineers, but I've, I've, I've often wanted to partner more. I do have issues around it. I really do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Too long for us to talk about, and I, I probably should pay someone for the help that I need regarding those matters. And that's not paying the that's not paying the um, the mixer. That's that's a therapist. He's a therapist. That's right. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, you, I know. You just you want to you you want to own the whole thing. Yeah, I, look, I I I do want to pass it off. Mm. Yeah, I've. I've been thinking about it for years. Okay. Yeah, it's a. I'll I'll work on it. Mm. Yeah, it's. I've got to Just work. Gets on it to another level. Gets it to another level. You know, I think I love the idea of learning something new as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, um, so with uh, there's a I'm just uh, I just last year because I was working with Doug Parkinson for about eighteen years. Yeah. We'll and talk he, about that soon too. Yeah, yeah. cool. And so his, he, there's a, there's an album that we did last year, oh. and um, and well, I've I'm finishing it off now. And but I'm the good thing is that I I really have to finish it off. Yeah. Like it's, that's a legacy thing, isn't it? It's 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 yeah, it is. You know, mm. I'd I'd been hounding him for about ten years. Well, hounding's a strong word, isn't it? I'd occasionally chatted to him about doing blues vibe, okay, just to put it somewhere. So, um, and um, we talked about it because one thing I love doing is blues festivals when I've had the opportunity. I don't know why; it's just a party, and um, and any festival to be honest, actually. Mm. And um, and I we we did a couple, but doing his stuff, but. I, I just loved the way he obviously I love the way he sang, but I just thought that he would suit that and he was a, he was right into a Robert Johnson. He he was right into the blues, right. And um and we chatted about it for years and years on and off. And I just you know, last year we were just sitting around not doing a lot. Mm. And so I said, Hey, let's do it. Come on. And so I put together, I threw him some tunes, some of my favourites. I pushed him into doing some of my favourites. 
and he threw some across that he wanted to do and then we we mulled out and then we just did what I wanted and he was cool with that and um <laughs> and um and he said well it's yours Davey and um and I said cool and we we did five tracks and we we're going to do more but unfortunately he he passed and um we're going to I'm going to put that out soon but with the help of his son Daniel so I am getting help yes oh my there god go. oh, yeah. <laughs> Four hundred dollars. I don't have to pay a therapist. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's talk about Doug Parkinson and your relationship with him, and, and how sure. how that um, how that relationship started when you first met him, and how yeah, how you came to be playing with him for so many years. Yeah, yeah. And, and towards it, you were musical director the last few years. Yes, yes. I think he, he in the last couple of years he sort of gave in. Yeah. Um, gave just, in. Yeah. He, <laughs> when did he, you start hassling him? Year one. But he, he just. <laughs> I think he. You know, Doug. Doug. Um, when we used to chat, he was always a little bit concerned that he'd lose core people, and as he and and this is just my outlook from our conversations, and as he he grew a bit older. You know, and as I feel like when I'm getting older, you you know, you want a little bit more stability. You know, when when and and we both realised that fact. You know, and I've always loved working with him. So you know, it was about 18 years ago. So I started working with him, and I did an album with him, um, and and the band. And he's always had, he's always had remarkable players that that um, that I could always learn off yep. you know so they were always much better than me so when I turned up I was always could no matter who was on if Bill Risby was there Gordo was there you know um, Leon and they were the, the team that I first joined and and for me that was just a, a thing of beauty because I, I wondered what I was doing there but at the same time I was very thankful you know and uh, so we, we did we did an album and it was just from then on that that team was together for a while but the beautiful thing about Doug's band for me uh, individually is that he he would always use people really beautiful players and he'd pick up players that were um we're so we're always really great. So for me, it was just sort of like I don't want to leave this. There's no yeah. apart from that's not to say we're working with Doug's the whole experience again, right? Mm. But just from a playing point of view, apart from working with him all the time, you, you know, he was always picking up these remarkable rhythm sections. And so I got to I got to play with all these amazing Australian players. Mm. That there's no way in hell would have I would have had that opportunity had yep. it not been for Doug. Yep. So aside from his uh, his great voice, which is we we don't have to really talk about because it's it is what it is. Yep. Um, he he gave me that opportunity to work with all these great rhythm sections. So for me, the schooling was there, mm. you know. Um, and they're all very different and all very beautiful in their own way, you know. And and um, the last one that he had, the last band he had, and he was um, he was was really quite an amazing band, just because and because I love bands, I'm into bands, right? And 
Um, so I, 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 when you, you can play with lots of people who are very fine, but you know, you, it doesn't click, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and I've often been in that environment where, you know, I've been playing with three people who play and I'm the odd ball out, you know, and obviously then they get someone else in because I'm not the right fit. That's yeah. what happens, you know, yeah. and that's cool. I mean, that's why I'm called a freelance musician is because I can get fired at any point yeah. and I'm cool with that. Um, and so, the beautiful thing is, though, that I, I was lucky enough, some reason he, he held me around. We did get on well because I think, you know, it wasn't all roses by any stretch, you know. And the, the great thing is I try to work with people who don't think the same way as me, right, because that way I'm challenged and I yeah. get a new perspective and so I can grow, yeah. It's easy to work with people who, who have the same viewpoint as you on anything, and I've always shied away from that, just naturally. Mm. I think maybe my dad, my mum, you know, but influenced me there greatly. But I, just the idea of, you know, being pushed, you know, and and being pushed and being able to come up with something new. Um, and so with him and I, he he sort of reminded me a bit of my dad. He can be a bit grumpy sometimes or very straight and to the point, you know. Not always, just sometimes, but there was a thing there that I, I really dug. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it was he he um, would, when, when we occasionally, we'd have it out. And it's, it's important why, the reason why I say we'd occasionally have it out is because no relationship, any great relationship is hardly ever clean of anything. And for me nor should it be. I wouldn't grow. So he, for us, we sort of grew together. I really dug. And in the last couple of years, it was great because I'd ring him up and say, Doug, and we'd talk about something and he'd say that. And I said, look, I don't agree with you. I said, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree on that approach. And I said, and it's cool. And, and he'd, we'd talk and he'd say, oh, oh but I'm, I'm worried. I said, I'm not going anywhere. I love working with you, right? And I, and I said, and it's actually, we, we can work together and not agree on stuff. You're the boss. Yeah. You know I mean? You're the boss. So I don't have to agree with it, but uh, that doesn't mean I won't do it. I just, we just talk opinions and we, we, and that ability to nut things out, right? With an employer, because he's my employer yeah. and I'm working for him. Yeah. That, that was, that's what was really rare. Mm. That was really rare for me. And so I held on to that. Mm. That's probably why I held on to it mm. is because I thought, well, we can we can build something here. I can actually grow from that. Yeah. And a lot of my relationships I have with uh, band leaders who I work for are generally that way. Yeah. Is so that we can actually. I, I don't want to leave the earth and have not have grown at all. Yeah. You know. I just you know. I mean that's that's the idea. So that's a, that was a remarkable thing. And 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 we had a due to I think that growth for both of us. And I'll say for me anyway. That was he. I think he was cool with saying, "Could you look after the band and AMD it for me?" Because there was a lot of trust had grown, and I think he, normally he 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 wouldn't have done that, but he he just wanted that for me when we talked about it was because he could see that we don't have to agree, but if he wants something, he'll get what he wants because he's the boss, yeah. and that's how it works. Yeah. But in the end, he became so flexible. It was just fantastic, you know. I could see things he didn't want to do, and um, and he always liked to smooth things a bit. He we'd make I'd make things rough, and he'd smooth them, <laughs> and he'd I'd roughen it. And so in the end, things became rough, 
and I could see it was hurting him. But he said, "Okay, Davy," <laughs> you know, and and it was cool, you know. And in the and the and and in the last four months, things he was cool with leaving things be a bit rough, you know, because he had this side of him that was beautiful and when he sang there's a roughness that he, I wanted him to get I wanted to hear that that dirt the more mm. of dirt you know mm. I want to hear that grit and so we did we did five tracks together and and the band I just loved the band that was together for that I loved all the bands but I think just due to how we grew mm. and who we got into the band it just happened to be people who all you, you know what I mean? It's not that someone's bad. It's nothing to do with that. It's yeah, more like, oh, we just, this is something a bit unique. You know, yeah. you, he's got people who he wouldn't have maybe chosen that way on those instruments before. Mm. They're very fine players, but he's introduced a different aspect in the band and that allows us to do something in him a little bit different. And so this year would have would have been been a lot, a lot of fun, you know. Mm. But, and, um, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's my uh, Doug experience anyway that's um yeah yeah it was uh it's it's hard to i still think about him and i still go i'm still waiting for his call yeah because you know there was sometimes we you know months would go by and then he'd book me for a bunch of dates because he might he might do a tour with someone else okay you know and he wouldn't be using his band he'd go off and do something else yeah so you know it's that thing of um and um we'd be just he'd ring me up so i still have that feeling that um the phone's gonna ring me. yeah yeah something coming up. you know i mean that's that's how it is you know but I, I i i chat to i chat to daniel his son a lot yeah well a bit We're, we'll be chatting more about some things and and to um to Susie and stuff so it's uh you know it's it is what it is you know great now your role as an md now so what was um how did your uh, your job change? Oh, so was, what's the role of an MD for Doug Parkinson? Um, it was basically... So I think the, the big difference was I, I he... Hmm, I just basically had to... He got slightly different players in the band. It evolved a bit. And he got... They're all beautiful players, but more um like the band before it which was a really great band um and the one with bill and, and those guys and then there was a band before that with uh stefan stefan novak mm. and um pete skelton and leon and and um and uh, there was uh, carol uh starkey on and uh carmel you know carmel yeah and um Masidi. and um they were that it was it was really great but it was more it was more um like everyone had an opinion okay right except for, for you know so especially the rhythm section you know we we're all except for leon um but um we we're all <laughs> oh he's got an opinion don't you worry yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh he's yeah yeah leon's like a mentor not for me yeah he's remarkable but um um yeah, so they're all beautiful, you know, all for me, in for, for my taste, really beautiful players. I just, you know, and so they brought a lot, but we we're all opinionated, you know, and we all had push and pull and stuff like that. And it was sort of exciting to play with. Um, and I, 
And I think just as it got on, you know, I mean, that th those bands are, can be harder to, to, to keep together because everyone's always, you know. And um, so he just changed. We, somehow it just happened where it just changed. And, and the people that, that came into play were absolutely beautiful um, but players, but um, they were in a way that we could have one vision and see that vision through. I understand. Is that, yeah? I understand. I'm sorry if it's drawn on a bit longer. No, no, not at all. Um, so, and, and that was cool. I mean, and, and so, and it wasn't mine, but you know what? Everyone still had a say. Everyone yeah. was still talking. Yeah. You know, we'd say it was um, Nick Cecilia was on drums. Um, um, and then there's uh, Joe Macri was on keys and then the, the girls again. Um, and Leon was, I mean, the, probably Leon and I were the most consistent in the band, yeah. Yep. And um, so it was, it was super cool because we were all a little bit different players, even though we'd all play together yep. a lot in different places. Mm. I think just the, the fact that it was a little bit different and those, those guys were a little bit more, oh, well, no, whatever you want. But do you want to do that? No, whatever you want type vibe. Okay. And so that created a different dynamic. It just created a different dynamic. But they were they. But and as it moved on, Doug saw that. And as it moved on, they started inputting it because we we're always asking for input. And so it became more of a band band rather than a pickup band. I understand. Yeah. yeah. And so that was the beauty of it. I love both scenarios, but the idea of having that and that's that's why it was it was pretty upsetting when when he passed and we'd been rehearsing that day and um mm. yeah we'd and and it was bizarre you know hey doug i see you later see you davy calls me two hours later he's dead you know and um but we it was but anyway that was that was the, the band you want on yeah yeah but it, it was it was it was cool it was it would have been nice to see where that went you know and the sad thing is when 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 someone passes is that apart from their loss the there's a loss of a whole there's a loss of a whole unit that is like only came together for that yeah right and um and i think that's why you know if people you know they, there's so much what's the word um you lose a lot more than just that person. Yeah. But that's that's how it rolls, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We're all going to lose something that's one right. day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. These last few days, I've been listening to Bill Risby's Baseless. Oh, yes. Album. Oh, yes. And, um, oh, man. So it's, it's it's just the trio. It's yourself, Bill Risby, and Hamish. Yeah. Stuart on drums. Yeah, yeah. And it's killer, man. Oh, and cool. And I, I was listening to it in the car on the way here, too. Um. Bill's right up on that on the, on his band camp is, you know, the challenge was to to do this album without the bass bass guitar. Yeah. So I really started listening. I mean, because you obviously can get the low end out of a piano and that, of course. Yeah. Was there discussions about the way you would play or a particular tone that <laughs> that Bill wanted? Yeah, yeah. To get the bit of bottom end. Yes. Ah, oh, nothing. Okay. There was nothing. Yep. In fact, I 
there was a beautiful experience, which I'm eternally thankful for Bill for. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Hamish. And thank you, Stefan, yep. who Just gave up his time and he mixed it, did a great job. His and studio, recorded his piano, his studio, too, everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He, yeah. Going to Steph. It was a team. It was mm-hmm. a team. Um, and there was nothing. In fact, they're all first, second takes from memory. Wow. And I hadn't, we hadn't played the tunes at all. It was just like, it was, it was, I don't know why I wasn't super stressed about it, but I don't know. I wasn't just, I suppose because we've got history. I, I know Bill for a while, but you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, so, and it was a bit, oh, look, we, we talked more than we played. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it was great. We just were hanging out, just talking. And then someone would say, well, we should probably play, you know, and then we did. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what, just the whole, Bill said, oh, let's just turn up and do something. You know, yeah. that was it. I got some tunes. And he, we could have brought some tunes, but I didn't get my shit together, you know. And I'm not too sure. I mean, I don't know if Hamish, he didn't bring any tunes that I can remember. Um, but he brought that beautiful bass drum which you can hear obviously yeah. a bass player would have just like yeah. stood in the way of is hearing that, that. drawing was it the drawing bass drum that he you know i just i think it was no i think it was his gretsch kit oh just right opened, okay. i think but i don't know okay i, I from, from memory I, I i should know i normally care but there was a little bit of panic on the day i probably wasn't noticing everything <laughs> um yeah, but it was it was great. You know, I mean, it was just really it was really beautiful. I yeah. got to say, I, I walked out of there always super happy. Um, I, you know, I didn't. It is what it is, and it's probably one of the projects I don't really think about my playing on. Like, I don't really care. I mean, because it was such a joyous moment to play with them. It's, just, it's fantastic. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go. Oh, I. It was. It was a purely listening. It's purely listening experience when I'm playing it, looking at this this chart mm. and navigating through it just to hear what and stay out of Bill and Hamish's way, but yet stay in their way. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was it was yeah. it was very exciting. Oh, because you've very certainly exciting. you've got your places in there, that's for sure. Yes, yeah. you know, yes, yes. So it was amazingly free. But obviously he had his melodies, yeah, writing his tunes, but within that anything could happen. There was one or two tunes we did try a different way. I don't think I don't know if they made it on there, um, but most of the stuff, everything, I think, all of them for memory is like first or second. We might have done a third, but we always went back to the first or something, just because it just, just felt was, better. It yep. just felt good, you know. Yep. That was a beautiful experience. Beautiful. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you play guitar and. Um, Sydney funk band Weird Assembly. Yes, right. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that? band? Sure, that's Dave Weir's band. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, well, Dave and I have known each other for God knows how long. You know, what I mean, we're 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 like brothers who disagree all the time, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, we agree on some things and disagree on a lot of things, which is great. And so I think he's. Um, we have an amazing time and he's taught me a lot. He's, he is in many ways the opposite of my personality. Okay. Um, so I, I, I like things sort of clean and meticulous. I like dirty and mean and all those other things and messy and stuff. Uh, but, I, but I do like, I, I like understanding what's going to happen. And Dave's a little bit more chaotic. Um, that, and 
and he's got a, an amazing energy and he can talk anyone in almost into anything except for me. But <laughs> although, no, I'm doing all his gigs. So he can. Yeah, no, done, he can. Yeah, well. that's yeah, it. He's got you. So he, um, I've been working with Dave, oh God, I don't know, late 90s. Okay. Yeah. And Weird Assembly has been happening maybe 10 years. Lots of different people have come through. But the current ones... Um, all been f- absolutely fantastic. I mean, I used to play bass in it originally. I okay. stopped playing guitar for a while because I was super bored about when I was about 37 and wondered what life was all about. And so I stopped playing guitar and thought, this is always a bit shit, isn't it? And um, so I did and I took a break. Um, probably too many functions. I think I did too many okay. functions with a DAP machine or whatever was happening. And I think <laughs> okay. it, it killed me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I won't do that anymore. Okay. Um, so I... I was playing bass and then suddenly one day I was on, I said, oh, Dave, I just can't play bass anymore. Let me play guitar. And then I was playing guitar on it. And 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 God, you know, Alex Hewitson's playing bass, so why the fuck would I play bass? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, um, but as bass, I got to play with great guitar players, which okay. Arnie was in the band, Arnie Hanna, Scott Leishman, um, and team they are they used to play with Jackie Ozarski and they're just a, an amazing team and so I got to hear them in action which and play with them which I obviously couldn't do if I was playing guitar yeah so I was the winner in that ensemble yeah and um so that then that moved on and to what it is today and it's a, and it's very exciting today it's great fun it's very very exciting um so Alex is still doing it and it's a various different people in it, but at the moment, um, Dave uh, Carmel um, are mainly doing it. With uh, Ivan is on drums, and but we have Lockie Dolly doing a lot of them, which is exciting because mm. I love uh, playing with him and anyone else that turns up that hits the ivories, you know, yeah, or the organ in his case, yeah, and. Uh, and who else is um, Winita Tippins? Yep. She's she's often in there, which is you know great. I hadn't worked with her before. We just met, and and um, it's, it's it's amazing. She can sing, eh? She's... Mm, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, um, but it's a vibe. It's just a party. Dave's a party man. Okay. It's a party. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and he loves people, and I I love that because I don't really like people. I want to like people, but I don't like them. Uh, yeah, got trust issues, I think. Oh, you know what? You are right. Mm. But uh, I'm not paying any money for that. No, no, I already knew that. So, <laughs> uh, but I really love the way that he. Some people were born to interact. Okay, and he was one of them. And he is the guy to interact and takes no for an answer. Okay, doesn't take no. So we're, it's a great balance. It's great fun. Mm. I love it. Great fun. So, and once again, another person, right, who gives me gives me the opportunity to work with a remarkable lineup of people that is coming and going. You know, mm. so my dream was always to play in a band that stayed the same growing yeah, up. Right, right. That dream never came has mm. happened, but I can't say that the alternate has has been equally as is uh, rewarding. I mm. reckon, but. Just yeah. on that then, have you ever tried to form a band, you know, for your for your music? Yes. Yep. But I'm I sort of give up after a little while because I'm super shit at 
I love the idea that I do. I'm into it. And then I just give up on it and okay. move on to something else. Okay. I write and have too many different concepts too quickly. Okay. And I get bored with it. That's why I should record it straight away and move on and let someone else do it. Like you were pointing hey, out earlier. Yes, I know. That'd be... Hey. <gasps> no, I won't. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. So um, th yes. Yeah, that, that would be cool. I'm heading that way. I am heading that way. Yeah. So this is this has been fun to do with you because uh I've you know when you said I oh, do you want to have a chat and I you know I'm and I thought about it and it has been really great to be able to it's also helped me think about because on on that journey of going well do I really want to die having just been a support or backing a bunch of people through my career which has been absolutely fantastic you know, so I've, I've really enjoyed that and I've had some amazing experiences, but the, the main reason why I took up music was to actually be creative, you know, and have a voice. Mm. And I do get to have a voice with all these things I do, but it's a different type of voice to going, okay, I'm going to take a risk. If I take a risk, yeah. And I think the risk is where you open up. And there's, I work with lots of people who take that risk all the time. So I'm endeavoring to slowly move towards it, you know, instead of thinking that you've got nothing to offer, you've got to go, well, do I want to have die? I want to be on my deathbed and go, I did nothing. Or do I want to go, ah, oh, that was great. I did a whole bunch of yeah. stuff and I don't care. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Mm. I'm actually a professional psychologist. Yes, man. And um, this 400 bucks. <laughs> wow. Sending you an Look, invoice. I'll pay you. I've actually. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, the government gave me some money last year. Did they? And so. It's nice of them. Yes, it's nice of them. And so I'm going to give part of that money to you. Okay. Because I think you deserve it. <laughs> Dave Longo, this has been great, man. Thanks so much for sitting with me and and chatting and uh, inviting me into your house. Uh, my apologies for being late. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got in my car and I and I looked at the clock and it was quarter past five, I think it was, and then something just – because I, I thought I thought this was going to be six o'clock. Something in my head went, I've, I've got a feeling it might be five o'clock. So I opened the emails up. There it was, five o'clock. Mm. Oh, so then – my Mate, apologies. I can tell you, it did not matter at all. Mm. Yeah, it was great. I mean, for that, you keep that four hundred bucks. Oh, you keep it. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, oh, that's really cool actually, because I actually got to practice some Queen tunes. Oh, I was you? waiting for you, <laughs> and I got paid. To, I didn't lose any money. I mean, I feel like I'm ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Legend Dave. Thanks so much, man. Pleasure. Take Thank it you. easy. Cheers. Cheers. But I find that it's just begun 
Cause she gets me where I live I give her all I have to give Talking about that hummingbird Well, she's little and I love her Too much for words to say Well, I see her in the morning I see her in the morning 